What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop? Sam Claiborne, Scoop, like <laughs> <laughs> a deer in the headlights. <laughs> he realized he hadn't come up with anything clever. Yeah, to say I didn't have anything to do. To, uh, okay, uh, and I got some clever stuff for later in the show. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us for his first appearance on Game Scoop, a new addition to the IGN editorial team, Philip Mewson, who's been brought on to head up our Nintendo coverage. Yes, what's going on, everyone? Philip, welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, t tell us about your gamer self. You're focusing on uh, Nintendo here for us at, at IGN, although not exclusively. But what's your favorite game of all time? My favorite game of all time um, is actually a Nintendo game, surprisingly, and it's uh, A Link to the Past. Mm, that is okay. not only my favorite game of all time, it's my favorite Zelda game, of course. Yeah. And I don't know, I just have so much history playing that game. It's sort of what got me into um, playing games very seriously and taking them seriously. Can you so. beat it in five minutes? Definitely not. No. Damon, uh, you definitely we have can. a video for you. <laughs> Philip can you stay. You can. Okay. Can stay. All right. That's good. All right, you got the uh, Justin thumbs up. What's, what's your favorite 3D Zelda game, by the way? My favorite Ocarina of Time. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Great. Cool. And uh, Philip comes from us. He had a very popular YouTube channel uh, that uh, caught our attention. <laughs> uh, so good. Um, like you might have out there. Let us know. It's true. Yeah. We like to we like to keep tabs on that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We got to talk about Sony's uh, Paris Games Week conference. We're going to talk about some uh, distressing news about. Uh, Arcade shooters and smaller, downloadable is, arcade games. It's very sad. Yeah. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 okay? Uh, I, got, <laughs> I got bad news for you, it Sam. It still exists. No! You can still go back and play it. <laughs> but first, we've got about a week of Super Mario Odyssey under our belts. Oh, boy. At this point. Uh, and ironically, uh, we the three of us might have played more than Philip just because he was moving over the weekend up to yeah. here to San Francisco. In yeah. two weeks, you moved your whole life. But you played a little bit of Mario, right? Yeah, I'm about like I want to say about 120 moons in right now. There you go. So I'm not too respectable. Not too far in, I don't think, because I know that there's a lot of post game. Well, now are you trying to play through a bunch of levels, or are you trying to stay in one and get everything? I, you know, I started trying. I started playing as a completionist, trying to get through mm -hmm. everything, just because I knew that I wasn't working on a review for this game. So you're in the second game. level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how I started out. But then I really kind of wanted to catch up and get into it and see what it was all about. Mm -hmm. and so I'm just kind of finishing it as I go, and then I'm going to go back and try and hundred percent it. So, so. so what kingdom are you on? Um, I just got past New Donk City, so whatever right. one that. Yeah, is. the oh, end of New Donk City is so cool, incredible, so good. So I have good news for you. Uh, it might be bad news, but we're just going to tell you what happens after all of that, and then the ending of the game, and then you'll be caught up with us. <laughs> yeah. Nice, good news. Oh, don't do that. Spoil no, the whole thing. No, 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 we won't no. do that for our <laughs> listeners. It's either. the only time in my life I've cared about spoilers in a Mario game. Really? No. I mean, yeah, I don't think like, like, no one cares how Galaxy ended. Like, <laughs> they're great games, but it's not a game where, like, there was moments or, like, even story. What about that invisible didn't. Mario painting up the town? Yeah, okay. That's a sunshine reference. What's up with that guy? Uh, yeah, so I started playing Odyssey Friday night. I beat it Monday night. Probably the shortest amount of time I've ever beaten a Mario game in. Yeah, I uh, beat it Friday to, to Sunday. Yeah, yeah, beat it is a little misleading, right? Well, because you've you seen finished maybe the, one fourth or one fifth. That's the, the thing. Game. You finish the campaign or the story, and but then uh, yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, most of the, of the game, game is the end game content. I think mm -hmm. there's so that's much the more after the credits roll than I think people expected, and I like so some games are kind of brought down by their ending. Like Shadow of War, even if you love that game, I don't think there's any denying that it just kind of goes on. On and then and then yeah. it doesn't it doesn't match like the opening of the game. Whereas a game like Mario, I think is elevated by that ending to a degree that you know I don't want to spoil it for you know Philip or anybody else out there. But 
it, it, it pays homage to what's come before with Mario while also being fresh and inventive and new. It's really, really wonderful. It's impossible to play with having a big smile on your face, and I absolutely think it elevates the material. You'll have then, exactly 700 more things to do. And then it <laughs> ends, and then there's so much more yeah. post-game content. Entire worlds, new things in old worlds, really unexpected yeah. stuff. It, it's it's So a, why roll the credits? I don't get well, it. Well, I think... Well, you know, most nobody... Nobody finishes games. You know, we talk about that yeah. frequently, you know. So actually making it through to the end of the story and seeing the credits doesn't take that much time, as we've, we were just talking about, right? Yeah. But I, you, so I guess my point is there's a pacing in, like, Sunshine yeah. and mm. Galaxy, which, well, especially 64, which forces you to get a pretty high number of stars before you can move on. More than half, usually. And, and like, you have to, like, like, really figure out some tough puzzles before you move on. And this, it puts all the easy stuff in front of you to get to the end. And you can just knock all that stuff down, and then you go back and do the hard stuff. So I just felt like the pacing and the gates were different. I don't think they're bad. I'm yeah, just saying, like, it was yeah. just different. I was just surprised when the credits rolled. Yeah, that's an astute observation. Like, you, it's easy as heck to beat this. It's sort of the best of both worlds. You get to have the satisfaction of closing the story and experience a certain amount of success, but the game itself is still very long and challenging and interesting, you know, once you dive back in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the replayability factor of it is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they did include so many unlockables and all of those moons, there's over 800 moons, right? But you can, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess, get up to 999, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so much to do. And honestly, like just playing that game just brings so much natural happiness out of me. It just puts me in a good yeah. mood no matter what like I'm doing at the time. If I'm playing it, I just get so excited. So, you guys, What's your costume that you, yeah, Mario seriously. Had? I like wearing the Mario suit, but I like wearing the backwards hat. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, so, like, mm. I'll change That's it up the mechanics hat? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Is this Famicom on it? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wow, so I didn't buy that one. I definitely was more excited to play this game than many others, uh, and, and I have such fond memories of playing Mario games, and I was thinking about them the whole time I was playing, and I think that's really cool about it. And Damon, you brought up something when we were talking. You said that you played Mario 64, you know, like an entire semester of college. Yeah, I spent like an entire semester of college playing Mario 64, <laughs> but I beat Odyssey over a weekend, yeah. so it's totally different. But I don't think it's... But will uh, you continue playing it yes, that way? Yes, that's the thing. That's, I, that's I think I could. Yeah. I think I could play for a couple more months, just get, you know, mm -hmm. collecting moons. Yeah. Moons, you know? it's so it's great just, for the Switch. I don't know if it was a deliberate design decision, but the fact that each moon is just a couple minutes long, and there's you yeah. know over eight hundred of them, makes the game easy to pick up yeah. and put down and, and get and two a, or three moons. And a big difference with the pacing uh, between this and sixty four is that every time you got a star in sixty four, you got kicked out of the level. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's that's probably like really artificially nice stretched out the length of time it takes to play that. That game. Have you, I have a question for all you guys, real quick. Have you gotten into an annoying moon yet, or something that's like really hard that you just had to put down and come back to? Yeah. Because if you're 100 percenting, you probably came up to that before I did, because I was just kind of going to the end. And now I'm like, wow, I'm not gonna be able to beat this. I have to put this down tonight. Yeah, yeah. I've have you had that happen? Yeah, I've run into a few moons where I've attempted to try and get them and then just ended up walking away because it was taking way too long. And I knew that there were probably like, I don't know, 10 or 20 other moons that are so much more easier to get to. Yeah. So, so I think you're playing it right. Yeah. <laughs> I've I think had that's a, way. There's one moon, one puzzle that I couldn't figure out. Like usually it's like, you know, I'll stick with it. Like, all right, real time game help. Let's do this. <laughs> so it's in the, it's in the desert okay. and, uh, it's inside one of the, in like you go in a door and there's puzzles in there and yeah. almost all of them, not every single one, but most of them have like an eat, like this is the moon you're trying to get there. And then a secret moon, mm -hmm. almost all these internal areas. And you're, it's with the little shades guys, the shade yeah. Moai statues. Mm -hmm. And you put the shades on and it tells you the secret path to follow and you get yeah. the moon at the end. But there's another moon in there. 
that I can't find. I don't know where it is. Like, you put on the shades, and I see the thing, and I take them off, and I'm just completely, I'm sure I'm missing something dead obvious, but mm. I can't figure it out. So I played that area, and I haven't gone back for the second moon. Yeah. I'm thinking now it's probably, like, crouch-related. Mm. You know, a lot of things are like a little short level that you get under. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it could that. be. That's a really good guess. That's not, that's not something I tried. I tried to do like wall jumps and weird spots. And yeah. But there's three scenes and it makes the invisible yep, platforms that's ex- that's of the lava. exact room. What the heck, man? So you and know, you're, you're sure there's a second one in there? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, Philip mentioned the costumes. It's something yeah. I want to go back to. You yeah. know, game development is so interesting because... Uh, you can't just ask people what they want. If anyone would have asked me, like, hey, do you think you'd have fun dressing Mario in different costumes? Say, yeah. no, his costume's iconic. You know, he's got to have the hat and the suit. <laughs> but it, they, there's dozens of them, and they all are completely different, but they all feel distinctly Mario. Like, they still all fit. They did such a good job with them. It, it, I'm motivated to collect them all. I have a lot of fun with it. Even the little dialogue in the shop yeah, totally. is interesting. I'd call um, my wife in every time I got a new one. I was like, look at this. Yeah, exactly. This is so cool. <laughs> the little snorkel. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really great. And then uh, sometimes people talk to you and they're like, you're not dressed right. Yeah. yeah. And so there's those puzzles too. And then I had a guy at one point be like, I need a doctor. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know how to solve this, dude. And then it's like, wait, is there a Dr. Mario costume? And sure enough. Yeah, there is for sure. Have any that's it, not like a like a late game unlockable or anything. No. You just scan an amoeba. It is. Thing, it's yeah. both, by the way. You can Which, buy that's, it too. That's something I learned is I thought yeah. I was initially annoyed that, oh, the, some of these costumes are locked behind ami- amiibo. But all it does is it lets you get them sooner. They do unlock. Yeah. yeah. You can buy them with yeah, regular with coins. coins. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely one game that I found myself using a ton of Amiibo for, like yeah, all for the sure. time. I'm constantly whipping out my Amiibo whenever I get a chance to like help me to use those. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Find those special moons or those special currencies that they have all so around. So you did that with both types of hint. Um. I try to. Yeah. I mean, I feel and like such an idiot because I've been currency? paying for hints. <laughs> yes. yes. And the Amiibo will only, find the coins for you. Yeah. Yeah. Bowser. Bowser one. Yeah, yeah. And you scan, and it puts a little purple circle around a coin that you can see through walls. He I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that until yesterday. Highlights purple coins that are near, relatively close. I was so annoyed because I have every single, uh, every single Power Moon in the Cap Kingdom, but I'm missing four coins. And I'm like, where's the batch of four yeah. coins that I didn't find? Yeah, so bring in your Switch, and we can scan in back. I have it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, will, I gotta go in. <laughs> and every other one tells you the name of a moon, or does it tell you a location too? Both. Um, I think it tells uh, you. I think it tells What's you. Up? Both. Oh, you were just facing away from okay. the microphone. Sorry. I think it tells you both, but um, I know that there is one. I forget. It's either the Peach Amiibo or the Mario Amiibo. I think it's the Mario Amiibo, um, the wedding one, where it'll just make you invinci- invincible, and you can totally I think that's any Amiibo. That. Oh, is it really? Yeah, like you get the hints if you're talking to Any general game. one that's not part of the Mario set that, that doesn't give you something specific will turn you invincible. For a little bit. Oh. I think that's the only way in the game to get the star power. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah. That's, I, yeah I'm I right. think, does it play the music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so like that's, a remix. That's the only way to do that. Yeah. And I, I love the remixes of I just the love all the music. Theme. I love all the music in the game. I love that there's 8-bit versions of all the themes for when yeah. you go into the two 2D sections. Yeah, there's some uh some, some jazz, some rock and roll. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, Zelda was so good earlier this year that I didn't I think I've even said on the show like I was confident that Mario was going to be excellent. I didn't believe it could be in the game of the year hunt and now having played yeah. it, I kind of have to walk that comment back. Like I think <laughs> Mario is I'm enjoying it more than I expected to, and like just the general sentiment around the internet and in the office, I think is higher than I expected it to be. Yeah. yeah. What a delightful, lovely, incredible, su- surprising game. I think it's on. I think Zelda's on a completely different level. Oh, really? Man. You're, yeah. you're, you're. I like you're, Mario. You're yeah. confident that you I like. I think it's a ten too, but I think Zelda changed Zelda a lot more than Mario changed Mario, yeah. and that's what I like. I agree about with it. that. But Mario brought 
Mario back to Mario. Yeah, that's good. It needed Which that. I appreciate. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But if Zelda had just done that, it would have been Skyward Sword. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. like it very much. I do think, uh, so there's, I, do, I think it's the exact number is kind of a spoiler, so I won't spoil it. But there's more than 800 moons. Um, and I think the game would have benefited from like, still have moons everywhere, but only like 600. Like mm. there's one in the Lost Kingdom level that it's just there. It's just a moon. Oh, totally. And you just run and there's get it. really easy ones. And like it's not even a butt stomp. It's just there. Like <laughs> I genuinely don't know what the puzzle was supposed to be. Yeah. And even like the butt stomp ones, it's like I, I'm a little torn because on the one hand, it, it enhances that feeling of the, the world just being littered with yeah. stuff for you to do. But when there's literally no puzzle or challenge to it, I'm kind of like, mm, yeah. That know. doesn't happen very often. No, but that's why I like take those hundred moons out, yeah. and you know you don't need them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the graphics? I yeah. haven't stopped to think of the graphics. I think they're <laughs> like exactly what I expect them to be. Mm. I've played primarily in handheld mode just because I've been moving so uh, much, yeah. so I haven't been able to actually yeah. dock my switch on the television. But from what I've played of it, I think it's probably one of the best-looking um, Switch games out there right now. Yeah. I don't think the graphics are quite as good as Breath of the Wild. I agree I, with you. I like mm -hmm. that style a little yeah. bit better. But just from um, that aspect alone, I think it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, and I think the game starts out looking really strong and ends really strong, but there's a couple worlds in the yep. middle that are a little lackluster, I think. Like, the, the Luncheon Kingdom is just kind of like, nah. The worst kingdom yeah. in the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, think it's still fun. everybody agrees that there's too much lava. <laughs> Um, yeah. And even the little lava man you get is not very fun. Yeah, um, is that a Podobu? That was, uh, uh, oh, I don't know. know. But uh, that's just the you know the normal fire in Super Mario Brothers. That, the so. jump. They're called Podobus. Yeah, I have never heard that yeah. word in my life. Oh, really? <laughs> I have noticed though that like I th I think in handheld mode the anti-aliasing um, is like a little bit uh, more intense. It's it like is. a little bit worse than mm. when you're playing docked. And for me, that's noticeable. Does that mean you see jags? Yeah, like on the edges and you know like the view distance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. Well, yeah, I play. I switch back and forth sometimes, even in my own living room, just based off how I want to be laying on my couch. Yeah. And so I've no, I got to seen that firsthand too. I haven't touched it portable yet. I, I just haven't. It's still great, it. but it is it is different. I was just super worried about the the motion controls. I yeah, think that's yeah, like a really bad decision that was made. Well, but I hardly ever used the motion controls. Oh, play, I, even playing on the you, on the pro controller. I do. You start I start using them when you have to do some crazy collection later to huh, do that. Okay. You know how it has a homing. I shake to home Cappy all the time. Yeah, that's uh, how I okay, use. Yeah, it. I just have like never if you done can that. get near three purple coins and then shake, it'll yeah. get all. It'll get them all. I see. And there's some that you just you have to use it for. You mm -hmm. can't really get to them unless you go like one at a time and risk it over and over again. I'm so at for the longest 125 moons. I want to point out. Before. 425. Nice. Wow. I have almost exactly that amount. I'm in the low 400s. More around like 250 for me. Mm. Yeah, for the longest time with the the motion controls, I thought like there's a gesture where you have to swing both Joy-Cons yeah. to the left or to the right, and that causes Mario to spin his hat around. Mm -hmm. But I guess you can actually make him do that just yeah. by wiggling the analog yeah. stick and then pressing the throw hat button. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I wish that stuff like that was a little bit more detailed, like in the actual like manual or like inside the game options control settings. But I, that's just Nintendo's way, I think, of encouraging us to use things like motion controls and stuff like that. So. Yeah. They really want to encourage us to use motion controls. For, oh yeah, for a decade now. What were we gonna say? I, just, I don't know. ZGM time. Yeah, I well, I just I was gonna gush more about how much I'm enjoying the game. <laughs> no, uh, we'll do that for the save it for the next month. Yeah. I do like it's it's the first game in a long time, maybe since Zelda that I'm losing sleep over, oh, and it's, it's because so of that bite sized nature. I mean, even though I said they should take a few of them out, and I stand by that. Like I, it was late last night. I'm losing sleep, so I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Okay, like I'll get that moon over there, but then mm. I find like three more moons on my yeah. way there. And before I know it, I have like ten more, and 
Yeah. At some point, you got to turn the switch off and walk away. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey is an incredible game. Uh, it is a Game Scoop recommended game, and I think one that we will definitely be talking about come uh, Game of the Year discussion time. Yay. Uh, let's move on to uh, Sony. Sony had a conference this week from Paris Games Week. Sony promised a big show. They said E3 was only half the story. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it was uh, only half the trailers, apparently. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. Uh, I thought the uh, the conference was ended up being a little bit lackluster uh, just because it was really lacking big new announcements. Here's how I would describe uh, Sony's conference. It was like, thank you for joining us today, everybody. Remember these games that we've already told you about? They're still coming. Thank you for coming, everybody. But we're not going to tell you when. <laughs> yeah. We, no, it was low on announcements and news, but heavy on just another look at games that I want to see more of. I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed by like just seeing a little bit more of Shadow of the Colossus, just seeing a little bit yeah. more of Yeah, we got to I'm see fine some, with that. We got some gameplay of Shadow of the Colossus. There was only one new announcement. It is uh, uh, what Sucker Punch has been working on called Ghost of Tsushima. Excuse yeah. me, Damon. I'm sorry? Guacamelee well, 2. Okay, oh, yeah. that was the, uh, the separate yeah. thing. I was going to mention that, I'm too. And that. Spelunky 2. Like, yeah. And it has I'm genuinely excited about yeah, yeah Spelunky 2 yeah I liked Guacamelee a lot too so getting Guacamelee 2 is unfortunately Spelunky 2 yeah. or Guacamelee 2 right which they're one? not coming to Vita yeah unfortunately right well, well or has that just still not been announced uh yeah I don't know if it's but they've announced like all the platforms they in, to intentionally uh spite the Vita they wouldn't announce it at their own show unfortunately yeah, yeah. I don't know we'll have to look into Sony that Sony definitely did not mention the word Vita once yeah what's up with that like I I was joking but only on behalf of the Vita like that's really Really strange. But it's been like we that all for know a while. what's up with that, right? <laughs> I know, I know. And they've even gone on the record now and said, like, we don't think there's a future in console uh, or handheld, or handheld gaming. Ga- yeah. gaming yeah. yeah, they seeded it to mobile, they say. But, uh, uh, they yeah. Switch. Did you, uh, Ghost of Tsushima seems cool. A samurai game from Sucker Punch who makes open world games like Infamous. Yeah, if it's like a Red Dead Redemption, but in like yeah. feudal fantasy samurai times, that'd yeah. be cool. It could be. Them answering what uh, Assassin's Creed fans have been asking for for years, right? They've been wanting uh, an Assassin's Creed game set in feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we that's a setting that gamers are hungry to explore in a big AAA game, and there's been some attempts at it in the past, and I don't know that anyone's ever really delivered a satisfying take yeah. on it in a big mm. in a big sort of AAA open-world way. Yeah. Now, Okami was a cool fantasy game yes. set in like a fantasy Japan area, which I really like. There was the giant enemy crab game. What was it? <laughs> Gen- Genji, maybe? Yeah, that was historical. Goodness gracious, I don't even remember. Genji was the giant enemy crab? It might not have been. I may have misspoke. but <laughs> That was there, a long you know, time. That was another yeah. attempt at that. I hope that's yeah. not 20 questions. Yeah, no, it seems like this is more of a realistic yeah. uh, feudal Japan setting, not like fantasy. It's certainly uh, cinematic. Like It looks yeah. like... Not like kung fu movies, really, but like this kind of. There's this beauty to it that yeah. looks like Kurosawa or something. Yeah. And I really like. There's one scene where it's like inside um, uh, a building, and then there's like like frames these like flowering trees in the background, and it looks like like a movie screen or something. But it's just the window. It's so amazing. Yeah, looking. yeah, it's cool. Man. And that answers a question people have been wondering for a long time, which is what Sucker Punch has been up to since Infamous Second Sons. They do good work, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we got another trailer for The Last of Us Part Two, and uh, I guess it's safe to say that has proved to be mildly controversial. It's very, it's very violent. If you haven't watched it, it's just very, very gruesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got an email about this trailer, and this email comes from 
Big Tony Hey! He says, did the Last of Us 2 trailer go too far in the violence portrayed? It's become a point of controversy, and I'm not totally sure where I stand on it. I'd say a lot of games include some level of violence as a core mechanic, which the ESRB rates accordingly, but trailers aren't rated. So how far is too far? Mm. So he's talking about the marketing specifically. Um, yeah, so I mean, to clarify, mm. M-rated games... Look, that's in bounds. Make what make it about whatever you want. Yeah. Make it as violent as you want, and people can decide for themselves whether that's too far. Like we can't police art, but but in, in the marketing itself, to have you know hundreds of people in a crowd and it's on a big stage and it's being live streamed to two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. To me, that's a little bit different discussion, and maybe a little bit of discretion uh, is required there. Or it's just it's odd, even for an M-rated heavy game, to lean into that in your promotional material. Like that's the way that you want to you know present or re-reveal your game to the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess there was also, even for the first Last of Us game, there was a, a particularly gruesome yeah. E3 demo that some people took issue with as well. That's the first time that I can remember in my life sort of feeling out of step with, with like, he's like, a guy gets, an enemy gets his face blown off by yeah. a shotgun or gets yeah. choked out, I think. And then the whole crowd cheers and erupts. <laughs> and I'm like, that was kind of gross. Like, yeah. I didn't feel that wasn't my reaction to that moment at all. Mm. Sam, what'd you think? Uh, I've heard in the office uh, a pretty good uh, discussion point with this where, where people are saying that, like, I want to know, like, what the story is behind the violence before I see it. Yeah. And, like, hey, like, if I'm not even attached to these characters, if it's not even the two main characters, then, like, what's going on here? Like, what what is this trying to tell me about the game? That the world is crappy and that people are awful to each other? Like, I already knew that. It yeah. doesn't doesn't add anything. Yeah. But There's no like, context for it. Yeah, it's so, so it just makes me think, like, they're just trying to make this game as dark and gritty feeling as possible ahead of launch. But, like, all that aside, I don't even want to see any of that. I just want to see the game. I want to see what I'm doing in it. Yeah. Because I, I think that, like, that is... I have no idea what that game is going to be. It could be a choose-your-own-adventure game at this point. I don't know. <laughs> Am I going to be shooting things over and over again again? Probably. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Am I going to be jumping? <laughs> You're going to be lowering ladders down from up high. Yeah, exactly. That's what I got out of the trailer was that they were really trying to set the tone um, for what the game is going to be. But I feel like at the same time, a lot of Last of Us fans um, or even just fans of Sony know what the Last of Us world is yeah. like already. So maybe they're just trying to appease that audience. But I do think you know it is sort of weird that they're really... Um, projecting that trailer or showing that trailer to like live streaming it to 250,000 plus people like who knows who's watching that you know it's yeah. sort of a moral type of yeah, issue I, I guess I guess movies have red band trailers right right I guess there isn't really an equivalent for video games no just mm. do whatever they but want. it is also just a cutscene. like it wasn't even that's cut, what like I, a trailer. I, I also want to point that out it's it's may not act it may not be accurate to call it a trailer if that's just a scene from the game yeah. it's just a, it's just a scene uh we um the, uh, there's a movie called Reservoir Dogs. Maybe you've heard of it. I have. Uh, a character gets their ear cut off, and in your head, you can probably remember what that looks like, but you don't see it. The camera pans away, right? Well, oh, really? there is a cut of the movie uh, that does conclude it. Sure, but I mean, Gross. I don't think that's not the version that I saw, and I don't know yeah. that that's like the commonly. Yeah, no, it's like, like on the DVD release yeah. you know, later on. And whereas uh, Last of Us, uh, you see, I mean, I, it's not a spoiler to spoil this cutscene. Like, a character gets their arm broken with a hammer, and like the camera holds on it. 
Yeah. And like that's a deliberate choice that the scene director made or, you know, like possibly that'll change when the game's released. But like that's the state that it's in now and the state that they chose to show it. So it's like even in like the moment to moment depiction of this violent, like it's a harrowing scene and they're introducing these new characters that are obviously in peril. Like I understand all that. But but even the specific choices that they made to hold on moments that mo- maybe you would have, you know, evoked in some other way was was interesting to me. And I was just talking about this with Wolfenstein. It has similar scenes, and I thought, I've, I'm not going to go into it all again, but I thought it was really cool that you can always pan your camera away in Wolfenstein. Yeah, because you, you control, like, yeah. That was so clever. Yeah. That was cool. But, like, we all, li- I mean, I know you like gore a lot in oh, yeah. movies and stuff. I do. And it's really interesting, and, like, I, I have nothing against it. So, like, that's yeah. not why... I think anybody here is really taking issue with that game. It's just like, it seemed like yeah. a weird choice for like, here's more Last of Us, get excited, everybody. And then it was like, exactly. ouch. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, if that's a scene that's 90 minutes into the game, I have complete confidence like Naughty Dog is one of the premier developers working in video games. And n- no one is really telling stories that the, on the way that they are, in my opinion. Um, totally. So I believe, I trust them that that scene in context makes sense. But out of context, yeah, that's I... A- I I had a hard time. Were you just saying too how good you felt playing Mario the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> like I know people like it's okay to not feel good while playing Last of Us, right? Yeah. Like you can totally yeah. play these games and not feel f- like you're having a fun, good time, but it's just a different experience. I think that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, some people watch horror movies because they like feeling scared, right? So it's like kind of the same thing or same sort of concept for games. I feel like maybe you don't want to feel like you just got your arm broken, but you like sort of getting that sort of shock adrenaline rush while yeah, you're playing. Sure. So. Yeah, for me, the violence doesn't bother me, but I agree, like, without a con- without any context, without knowing anything about these characters, if the purpose of the trailer or the early scene is to, like, is to uh, build interest in the game uh, and get people excited for it, it didn't have that effect on me. But it totally like, worked because we're talking about it here in Game Well, yeah, but, like... <laughs> and it does but achieve... It, it Congratulations! Like, but, like, I didn't pre-order the game. Like, yeah. my That's feeling... Yeah. My my feeling about The Last of Us Part Two is exactly the same as it was before I saw that trailer. It's just like, yeah, I hope it's good, but, like... It's not like I see that trailer and now I'm sure I'm going to play it. They have to add a jetpack. Yeah. They have to add a jetpack. Jetpacks in everything, just in every game, period. It it achieves the purpose of widening the scope of, like when Last of Us came out, I don't think that's a game that any of us expected to get a sequel, but now that they've introduced new characters, seemingly a new setting, uh, it it plants a flag in the ground and says, look, like this series can be about something else other than other than, um, you know, what was sort of the narrow scope of what was established in the original game. Yeah, for sure. Splatterhouse 4? Mm. It's time. It's time for Splatterhouse 4. Uh, a couple other big uh, games to mention from Sony's Paris Games Week conference. They showed off a new trailer for Frozen Wilds, uh, expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn, which mm-hmm. is out next week. Uh, and I think a bunch of us are going to be playing that uh, over this weekend. So. I uh, think the review for that is going to be early next week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it should be. Too. Yeah, but right before it comes out. And that's actually, it's cool that it's actually here because we were worried that it, that game was going to, or that expansion was going to be delayed. That new trailer was cool. Yeah. yeah. I like the, seeing really the idea of new dinosaurs, but also just, I think they it just might be a hard area, which would be cool because I like the difficult fat battles in that game yeah. better than anything Yeah, for else. sure. Uh, we, we did see another big gameplay demo of Shadow of the Colossus, which looks really cool. And I think we have a preview either Marty up. Played yeah, Marty, played soon, Marty played it. We have a preview up soon or now. Yeah. You like that yeah. game? I love Shadow of the Colossus. There we go. It's my yeah. favorite PS2 game. Wow. Yeah. And they also like Same. just sort of like mumbled out the release date of February 6th. Like they showed their the trailer at uh, during their conference, but the trailer didn't include the release date. For no, some it was in a, 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 I guess a mailing a yeah, little bit later. It was weird. That was a strange choice. Splunky 2, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Very, very excited about that. What's them. different? We don't know yet. It's the most excited I've ever seen Andrew Goldfarb about anything mm. in any context. He walked it back later. 
Really? Yeah, because well, I mean, we'll have to have him on to talk about it. Yeah. But also, like, you could continue playing Splunky forever. So, like, Splunky 2 should be interesting. Yeah, it's like, I, I would argue that Splunky is a perfect game, yeah. like you say, that, mm-hmm. you know, can be played forever. Uh, so it will be interesting to see what they've done with Splunky 2. There and was that, a trailer, but they didn't show any gameplay. They already did jetpacks. That's true. In that sense, it's an odd candidate for a sequel, right? Like, you, the, 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 the original is so complete in every way that, like, you know, where do you take it from there? But Mossmouth is one of those developers that I trust. You know, they have the confidence in themselves to move on to other projects if they want to or feel like they need to. So for them to revisit yeah. it, they obviously have something in mind yeah, that uh, sure. they, they believe that there's somewhere else they can take that formula. Yeah. Who knows how far out that one is, but I'm definitely excited for it. And then like part of the reason why I thought the uh, conference was so underwhelming this week is because there's a bunch of big games that we know Sony has coming that were just not mentioned at all. Uh, games like Days Gone, which is that the last two E3s. I was almost sure that The Last of Us a lot of people scene did. was going to yeah. be Days Gone. I was like, which exactly. one is this? Yeah, we couldn't. But it did say it. Sony Studios. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't see that part, though. I wonder if, so Days Gone has kind of had a lukewarm reception. Uh, and like you said, <laughs> people are mistaking it for uh, Last of Us Part Two and vice versa. Yeah. I wonder if that game is being retooled or reworked mm-hmm. at all. I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling since we, we haven't seen it, <laughs> we haven't seen it in a little while. So, I mean, I'd assume that they're probably taking a look at all of the reception, yeah. know, the criticisms that it has received and probably doing something to make it look a little, you know, different or whatever. But obviously that's just speculation. Yeah. So yeah, we'll sure. see. We should say, you know, we're being a little bit hard on Sony and they're showing and not being more exciting. But, you know, other companies showed off nothing at Paris Games Week, you know. That's so true. That's true. we got a little bit more on, you know, God of War, got a little bit more on Shadow of the Colossus. So, um, you know, it's a little bit tough to uh, I mean, maybe that's a sign that it's better to say nothing than have sort of a so-so showing. But, um, you know, Microsoft and Sony didn't have. A they're also not. Have, they don't have a big first-party fall any. lineup. So yeah. it's like yeah. I. I think it's cool that I'm excited about the games I'm excited for again right now, even yeah. though there's nothing out. Yeah, but I. I could have had. I could have used release dates for God of War or Spider Man okay. or. I did like that. Spider Man stuff looked good. I did like that Spider Man. Spider Man's cool. Yeah, and we found out that uh, uh, Mary Jane is uh, playable in that game. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing on Death Stranding, nothing on Final Fantasy VII. Who the hell knows what's going on with that game? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing on Wild, which is a game that looks really cool, but we haven't seen in two years since Sony's last Paris Games Week conference in 2015. Wow. That's a Michelle Ancel game. But moving on, Housemark is a developer of games like Resogun, Next Machina, uh, Super Stardust HD... Dead Nation, bunch of games. Uh, the recently released Matterfall. Uh, so they're known for creating uh, like arcade shooters. Basically, that's their thing. And they even recruited some classic arcade talent to work on on Next Machina. Eugene yeah. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Yep. From Robotron, Robotron, Robotron fame and Defender. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like that's their thing. That's what they're known for, and they do it really well. Maybe they're the best in the world at it. But they uh, announced this week to their fans on a blog post on their site that they're getting out of the arcade shooter business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the headlines like arcade games are dead, and uh, I mean it's I know crazy. you're gonna get into yeah. it, but the the tone like I genuinely thought it was some kind of stunt, and they were gonna be like. Wouldn't that be some horrible future? Announcing <laughs> Super Stardust Two. Yeah, exactly. Like that's where I thought the po- <laughs> blog post was heading. And then it's not it's crazy. <laughs> like they so just announced like, they're not doing well. They say economically it doesn't make sense because people don't buy their games. People yeah. play them so for like, free. Their games are generally well reviewed. Yeah. Next Machina has better reviews than Destiny Two. And tons of wow. people play them. 
Well, because because they're free, they because they away. eventually get given away with yeah. like PlayStation Plus, and that's where the bulk of their audience is. Uh, yeah, so they they in a quote to uh, Games Industry, the CEO of Housemark said the the ten plus years that we've been mostly working on smaller, downloadable, arcade inspired console games has come to an end. We did our best. If you make a better twin stick shooter, we'll look at it and say, "Wow, you guys are good." <laughs> we did something that very few people can exceed. We made the best game we ever made, according to Metacritic, and I think we all feel the same. That's next Machina. Uh, he continues, there's the thought that we're a bruised champion getting out of the ring still with the belt, but we'll have to recover for quite a long time, wow. maybe move to another weight class or something like that. Uh, and it said their most widely played game was Resogun, but that was a game that was there given away to players at the launch of PlayStation 4. Yeah, I played that game. That game was really Everybody cool. played that game. Yeah. Um, I hope they go on to make a single-player Star Wars campaign. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Housemark. Here's what you do: just put loot boxes in your game. Yeah, well, I mean, you <laughs> joke, but it does kind of sound like they're going to make a game as service next. Uh, a few more good quotes. He says, "We know from those numbers that quite a lot of people have played those games, but I think it's more that they don't want to pay for them; they expect to get them for free." Mm-hmm. Actually, Super Stardust HD sold more for PlayStation Three ten years ago mm-hmm. when it had a fraction of the owners that PlayStation Four has now with Next Machina. So maybe those people have just moved on. They are not active in the market anymore. The core thing is that there is no paying audience for games like this, or we can't reach them, and I don't know how those people can be reached if they haven't heard about our games already. Mm. Sad. Yeah. I think uh, the last really, you know, arcade experience, I was trying to think about other companies doing this, and Namco does. And they made, uh, they did a couple of their classic games remade, including all the Pac-Man uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and they just did one, which wasn't Space as popular, Vaders, right? But yeah, Space Invaders they did, and they did a Galaga, um, and I really like those revisiting of you know arcade things. But nothing was better than that that Pac Man game, and of course like um, uh, what's the Xbox uh, Geometry Wars? Geometry Wars, yeah. And really, I am thinking like the the popularity of those is not really what it used to be. It was a little bit of an arcade resurgence that Housemark was able to ride that wave, and then it seems like it did kind of come to an end on its own in some yeah. ways. Yeah. I, 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 Steam you has know, some stuff that's like that. That's true. There is what's a the one that, that Chloe on Steam. W- gave a really high score to? That's the first person. Well, she liked Devil Daggers. A Devil lot. Daggers, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of wasn't considering Steam. I, I don't know. I mean, he has the numbers, so I completely believe their CEO. Yeah. But to to lay the blame for that on PS Plus feels a little. Like, everyone was so excited about Geometry Wars and Super Stardust, and it feels like the conversation just kind of moved on just naturally over the next decade. Genres ebb and flow, like it's always been that way. Yeah. I guess it should be noted that uh, the kind of games that Housemark is making, they're kind of making the premium versions of those games. That's true. The $20 versions. Yeah. Whereas there are other people making stuff like uh, Enter the Gungeon. Mm. That's also a top-down twin-stick shooter, but it's with pixel art, and it's more economically priced, so... Maybe people are more willing to pay five or seven dollars for that type of game. Totally, there's a bunch on the Switch that are uh, oh, yeah. uh, simpler games. Like, what's the one called, like Everyday Shooter or something? Well, that was a PS3 port. I love yeah. that game. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, the pricing on the Switch is is a little all over the place right now because you'll get some really great, um, you know, fully 3D games. Like this one game, Perception, just came out um, like a day or two ago. Um, but I believe that's also a game that's available on like PC, Steam, mm. and stuff. Um, but that that's on the Switch for fifteen dollars. Um, it's more I'm, expensive. Um, I'm not sure what the Steam price is. Yeah. But um, I know that like I'm comparing it to a game like, for instance, 88 Heroes. 
it's just like forty dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The pricing is just kind of up and down depending on what games you're looking at. So do you think things like PlayStation Plus uh, and Games with Gold has trained people to just wait and just wait until free. eventually this game will be free? Yeah, I mean, or, or game bundles, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah indies, bundles. Indies like always Steam. complain about being impossible yeah. to make game. Make, Steam sales. Make, you know, it, it, the the value of a game is definitely there's uh, in danger as yeah. of 2017. But I guess it was my understanding that with something like PlayStation Plus, Sony was subsidizing yeah. these developers for giving away the games for free. Paying for the right to give it away on PS Plus? Yeah, or, yeah, or uh, you know, yeah. Maybe not paying the developer the full price of the game, but 75% of it or something. something. Yeah, yeah. But, that's how it is. But apparently if the, if the, the economics studio. still aren't working out for Housemark that way, I don't know. That's yeah. telling. Um, I thought it was interesting to just make this announcement at all. Like other developers, you yeah, don't have a developer. A game. You know, like the Sly Cooper. We're doing something different yeah, with the our next Cooper game. The Sly Cooper team's not like, guys, the, the mascot <laughs> shooter, the you know, the mascot <laughs> platformer is dead. And unfortunately it didn't work for like what you like it, yeah. it was an interesting decision to go out so public facing instead of just like have that conversation internally and come back in a year with with your new game like yeah. like I, I don't know it was odd yeah i mean i i wish somebody would do that for music games and yeah. start over like harmonics saying hey look guys yeah. sorry rhythm games are dead oh, it was interesting how that died that same way there the, the yeah. height was so much higher yeah and then the final quotes from the ceo of housemark says that also leads us to another kind of model games as a service the industry is moving more toward multiplayer experiences with strong robust communities I just want Geometry Wars 3. We talk about this too much. There was Geometry Wars 3. There was? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I, <laughs> You're part of the problem. <laughs> okay, what I meant was another one. Yeah. I guess I would... Another I Geometry Wars 3. What was Geometry... Oh, that was the one with the cube, like the whole the yeah. sets of levels. Yeah, 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 I played that. Sorry, I meant just another new one. <laughs> yeah. But for free. That was a bad goof. Bad goof on my part. These are signs of the times, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. Uh, but... On a happier note, we got two. Uh, we had many, many, many amazing single-player games this year. Uh, we just talking about Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and I even like Shadow Mordor and Horizon, Assassin's Creed, Horizon. Yeah, so Wolfie. Yeah, we are not. We are not for want of uh, honored. Yeah, for those single-player experiences. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners! Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Dan from. Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu. Saint Did you do French in high school? No. Very well done. He says, from Montreal, Quebec. And he challenged me. He said, good luck pronouncing that, Damon. I think I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan says, I have always loved video games, but I remember a point in time when I was fed up with them. They all felt like I was walking down the same corridor, shooting the same pixels, so that, so that I could get to the end of the same half-baked story. So I turned to a pen and paper RPG by Palladium Books called Riffs. You know that one? I don't know riffs. Suddenly, the fire had once again ignited in my belly. Oh, boy. Unlimited character development, complex stories with overarching plots, objectives that could be faced by numerous angles. But best of all, if my character saw a closed door, I knew it could be opened and was not merely a texture added to decorate the wall. Is this a single-player game? The possibilities were endless. If it's a tabletop game, probably not. We just did an article on the best tabletop single-player yeah, games. Yeah, not RPG. It was the saddest article I've ever written. We're you know right. what? I don't feel, you know, we're all, I like the comments where it's like, it was like a lot of haters in these comments. You think you're better than someone that sits and plays a video game by themselves for eight hours? Well, you're not. Like, we're all nerds and we're all in this together. And I thought that was a pretty good comment. Yeah. 
Uh, Dan says, then came two words that brought me back to the handheld controller. Open world. Whether it's escaping the cops in GTA, raiding an outpost in Far Cry, or performing a sweet kill in Assassin's Creed, I know that my success depends not on my ability to mash buttons, but rather on the sharpness of my mind. They gave me something I could only find with pen and paper. Insert buzzword, player agency. I know what you're thinking. The games I mentioned all have texture doors with nothing behind them, but I know we will get there. I noticed something that happens every time I start a new open world game. I get anxious. How do I play this one? Story first with side objectives after. Will I even be interested in doing them at that point? Board uh, game scoop. Yeah. Side quests first to get them out of the way, but will that make me too overpowered once I start the story? Maybe I should do one section of the map at a time. Maybe I should alternate between sections. How does the game director want me to play? How do I want to play? I know this all sounds crazy, but if I'm to invest 100 hours of my life in a video game, I want the best experience possible. Am I the only one asking myself these questions? How do you guys approach an open world game? Well, it's funny. We just talked about this with Mario. Right. And we asked yeah. Philip, how did you play this differently than us? Yeah. And we all have different play styles. And I'm jealous a little bit of the way people are playing by collecting everything before leaving the areas. Now yeah. I feel like I missed out a little bit. Yeah, it's fun. I used to be a total completionist before, like with open world games. Like I 100%ed the first two Assassin's Creed games. So, like, I, I really love doing collecting everything. I love collectathons. But um, at the same time, like now that um, I'm covering games, I don't have a chance to actually like do that and sit yeah. there all day and play them. So it's it's a totally different scope for me now. That's true. Yeah, we play games in a different way than anybody else. Yeah, so we're probably not good at advising well, people how to play them. Well, it reviews totally you have to play so fast. Well, reviews are totally different. Yeah, you know, but you know, uh, the f- the three of us here don't review games that often. Rude. I just reviewed Ducktales. I said that often. <laughs> that was months ago. <laughs> And it was DuckTales. You know, usually I get to play games at my own pace. Um, Yeah, I would say I really like collecting things and doing side quests in open world games, but I'm not, like, exhaustive about it. So, like, in Mario Odyssey, in each world, I would, like, I would find every moon that you could see, like, with, you know, with a a quick glance around the area. I like that classification of, like, the ones you can kind of make out. Like, I can solve this one right now. Yeah, I can do this one right now. Just knowing that I'll come back to it later for the real digging, digging deep into each level. The sand area was especially bad for that. Yeah. Because it's like, there, that's a big area. And like every part of it had like a little thing. It's like, okay, I can go into this building. And it's like, ah, oh, there's three things in here. And it does jacksies just, though. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Zips up all around the state. Yeah, it does. That is a fast way to get around. But um, yeah, I, I wish, I, I've read uh, on other sites before, people that say like, I, I beat this game. Here's how you should play it. Mm. I always like that angle. Yeah. I, I, I have mixed feelings about the collectibles, as I do almost every topic. Um, but I, So not everyone gets to own or play a lot of games every year, especially if you're a younger gamer, whatever your circumstances. So in that instance, if you really, really love Shadow of War, it's nice that there's a you know easy way for them to just put more Shadow of War in their Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. Like If you just want to go through the story and kill a bunch of orcs, Great, but if you either want or you know don't have an, much of an option, you need to spend 100 hours with that game. They they found an economical way to pack 100 hours of gameplay into that box. Um, yeah. So that's like the upside. But the downside is th- all those extras aren't as good as the rest of the game. And so I think about opportunity costs a lot. Shadow of War doesn't exist in a vacuum. I don't want to collect those stupid icons when I could be playing Wolfenstein or could yeah. be playing Mario. Sure. Like... You have ha- like you have a really 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 good game that they stretch too thin. Mm. I think happens often. Like collecting junk isn't as fun as doing the main like core thread of the game typically. So 
Yeah. That's what Except I think that about. Collecting junk is the core thread of Mario Odyssey, right? <laughs> well, but it's a little bit, nah, it's, you know, it's puzzle solving and traversal. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not, there's more to it than, like, if there's a power moon in a cage, that's a little, you know. I, I think you're getting at something where you said you had mixed feelings about it. there are bad collectibles and good collectibles. Yeah. And there are games, I, I do think yeah. Mario is about collecting, just like Donkey Kong 64 is or whatever, Banjo Kazooie. But uh, there's games that do it in such a cool way, like Crackdown, where it's like, this is, it's a meaningless amount of things to pick up. But it's still really fun getting them. Well, even all the and Korok like, seats have a little puzzle tied behind totally. them. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's a little, I think I described it as like a punctuation mark on the end of a little adventure. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to go up to the top of this hill, and since there's 900 of them, you know, you're guaranteed to just get a little thrill and then move yeah. on to the next one. But that's um, really smart. And then there's the games that put, as a guide writer, this really bothers me. They just put all the collectibles on the map for you. Just put all that junk everywhere. And then you just run to them and pick them up. Like, why am yeah. I doing that? And, and I do like in Shadow of War, they actually add like a little story scene or something. Mm. So it's like, you know, at least there's some payoff. But when it's yeah. just Assassin's Creed has been guilty of this. Not the I don't know yeah, if it is. Far, far Cry 2. Yeah. So. Where it's just like, it's collectibles on the map. You just want run to them and get them. And it's like, what? why am I doing that? Like, make me platform or something. Yeah, I, it's never the most fun part of the game. Uh, I think we enjoy it as gamers because we're all a little bit OCD. I guess I don't want to use that term flippantly, but we all like, you know, checkboxes and 100%ing things and completing things. So it, it appeals to that part of a gamer nature, but the actual act of getting them in most games, I don't find that satisfying. And I think, you know, if you have the budget or the ability to play more games, you're probably better off, you know, moving on to a new, like some something some directed experience like a Wolfenstein, for example. This is an interesting question. Do you guys ever ask yourself, how does the game director want me to play? Yeah, I think about that all the time. Really? I yeah. don't think I ever do. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I like trying to break games in interesting ways. So well, yeah. it's like, I really like games like Dishonored where they give you paths that seem like they're not the right path, but then it turns out they built the game for that. Yeah. yeah. The thrill of you think you're doing something unintended, yeah. but then the game was built to support that behavior. Yeah, and it rewards so you cool. or punishes you for it in a cool yeah. way. I love that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I always instinctively, whenever I start a level, like every time I go through a pipe or something or enter a new place in Mario, I'll always spin the camera around and yep, turn around me too. just to check. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, so. All right, it is November, which means it's time to check in with the Woo! Retro Magazine. Right? Ultraman's on the cover. It is November now, and we have here the November... Uh, 1991 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly with just a terrible cover. This has got to be one of the just all-time worst it's covers. It's just a really bad off-model yeah, well, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not off-model from no. the comics. It's just like, oh, okay. it's way zoomed in and like... <laughs> Grainy. Here's, there's only one full turtle. On they're not They're not like centered in the no, frame. Like. This guy's just totally cut off and like... It's it like, almost looks like it was colored with chalk. Yeah, it's like so it grainy. Yeah, you can see like the colored pencil It's lines. low red. And then Ultraman's yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Kids Ultraman love Ultraman. Got on the cover of the magazine. Ninety one. This is farther I back. Than I don't even know what Ultraman is. He fights Godzilla. No, it's a different universe. It is different okay. movie studio. Yeah. All right. Uh, so right off the bat, I like the ad on the uh, in, 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 inner cover here. It says, "From now on, there will only be one superpower." Okay. What's the superpower, Damon? Konami for the Super NES. <laughs> <laughs> is that Super Castlevania Four? Uh, wow! Yeah, cool. Radius Three, Legend of the Mystical Ninja is all in there. Nice. Dude, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Ninja, underrated. Yes, yeah, SNES yeah, game. 
And, Era uh, loves that game. You know, so this is a time when Konami was really big into video games. And uh, fun fact, Konami just announced that their profits this year are up 25% over last oh, year. Because they stopped making games? Apparently. <laughs> making all those pachinko. Uh, yeah, yeah, and maybe mobile stuff too. I don't know. I just was reading this. It was pretty interesting. But yeah, they did change their business a lot. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a, we jump to the letters section. This is from Robbie Carbone in Helmet, California. I didn't even know we had a helmet. Just like a helmet? Yeah. Like a space helmet? Helmet. I like that. Dear EGM. Well I, met, helmet. Dear EGM, I was wondering, what is better, Genesis Turbo or the Super NES? What's Genesis Turbo? <laughs> what? These are three different options. Genesis, oh, TurboGrafx, Turbo Super Graphics. Nintendo. I get it. EGM responds, way back in issue eight, we posed the question as to whether the TurboGrafx or Genesis is better. Now the SNES is out and hundreds upon hundreds of letters have come in, similar to the one above. With art. Most players are very opinionated, usually in the direction of the system that they own. <laughs> below are three below are three to start off the great these old debate. timey people are silly and unrelatable how do you feel what are your opinions i'm just going to read one of these letters uh so this is wait they turned the question around yeah yeah so so now they've presented three letters from people that like each platform answer it it's super nintendo yeah yeah. Uh, this is William Miller in Lawndale, California. He says, when I saw the Super NES, I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> I have to tell you that it was the ugliest design since oh. the Atari 2600 or in television. They need to go back to the drawing board. If I had one, I'd hide it under some sort of cover. Well, <laughs> purple and gray. Ugh! The Japanese <laughs> Super family looks hot. Why did they make such drastic and stupid changes? I didn't wow. think that opinion was around back then. That's, That's really only, cool. I'm, wow. The only good thing is the six-button controller. And what's with the dorky name? Can't they do better than that? Styling aside, I think Nintendo is too late to even compete with the Genesis. Genesis is on their second generation of games while Nintendo is floundering around with losers that are plagued with slowdown and flicker. That is a good point. <laughs> Genesis has the sports and RPG categories yep. already locked up. Yep. For my money, That's I'll true. take Streets of Rage over Final Fight. For that Guy year. Guy over Gradius 3 and Sonic the Hedgehog over Mario 4. The Genesis cruises at over 7 megahertz while the SNES limps along at 3.5. What does that even mean? Add in the CD-ROM to the Genesis and the SNES is totally lame. There is no comparison. Wow. Two things. <laughs> First of all, as Sam said, I didn't know, like, so I love the SNES to death. William, completely right that that console is ugly. Like yeah, the purple, it is I've never understood the the yeah. American redesign. Yeah. It's a little sad rectangle. Yeah, it is ugly. A weird purple rectangle. And we also, I'm also, you know, we always think about those consoles as being contemporaries, right? Like, yeah, early '90s SNES mm -hmm. Genesis. But like, Genesis you had were, two years on it. Yeah, two years on it. Yeah, that's crazy. a long time. Locked yeah. in that talking football. That was a big deal. That's like not that big of a gap between like the Switch and the PS4. <laughs> Sam, do you know this game, Atomic Punk? I do not know Atomic the Game Punk, Boy. But I, now I do. Normally, I wouldn't uh, have noticed this game, but but I noticed in the ad it describes him as uh, Bomberman's Bomberman is Atomic Punk's dad. B Atomic Punk is Bomberman's kid. Is that canon? It's from Hudson Soft. Right, I need to, I need to hold the magazine for a second. Yeah, there you go. And also, the the title of this ad is the Nuke Kid on the Block. I see what they that's, did there. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's good. New, so if you ever wondered, Atomic Punk is all right. So it's a Bomberman, but it, it's a more extreme Bomberman. Yeah. yeah, it's the Bomberman for the new generation. Doesn't just throw bombs. He throws bombs with, with a mohawk. A rainbow, rainbow mohawk. <laughs> Very edgy. Yeah, it's true. Sonic changed everything. <laughs> uh, we'll jump to page twenty-two where they reviewed Ninja Gaiden Three. Oh boy, it got all, it got four eights. Across the board. And I just wanted to point out here that, you know, in EGM, they have stats for each game. Number of levels, six. Type, action, difficulty, easy. Mm. No. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 3? No. I don't remember it being 
an easy Also, like Ninja game. Gaiden 3, there's a letter in there and all these ads about Super Nintendo and Genesis. Yeah. But Ninja Gaiden 3 is like an NES game. Yeah, they reviewed a bunch of NES games in here. Yep. Uh, what year was this? 91. 91. Oh, yeah, 91 was a solid NES year. 24, they review Toejam and Earl, and I bring this up, Toejam and Earl and Genesis, because uh, I've seen this before, and this is uh, the source of a, a most unfortunate typo, where they <laughs> they, descri- they describe uh, <laughs> Toejam as a master raper. Yikes. Whoa. It's supposed to be master rapper? It's supposed to be master rapper. Wow. Yikes. But I've noticed that one before. That's a pretty good, bad typo. That's what that's it's Pac-Man. We've pointed it out before, but these magazines are littered with errors. Yeah. <laughs> errors it's and really mistakes. Bad. I don't know how they reviewed happen. Battletoads on Game Boy. They give it three eights and a seven. And also its difficulty is listed as easy. Mm. Battletoads? That's Battletoads. A, wow. Yeah. I can't beat Battletoads. Maybe it's easier on Game yeah, Boy. Also, Boy's that's version? a really high score. That is a high score. For Battletoads? Three eights and a seven. That averages to like eight point two. Uh, there's also a review of Ninja Gaiden on Game Gear in here. Let's jump to no, page. It 36. It averages to lower than eight. Uh, page 36 is the gaming gossip section here. This is pretty good. Uh, Quarterman. Oh, oh, I love this. I was going to say it yeah, is Quarterman. This is Quarterman. All right. Scoops. Scoops right. incoming. So November 1991, he says, Whoa, Nintendo, did you commit a faux pas? And how? The new Super NES, which yours truly reported last week, was compatible with the Super Famicom, has one slight problem running around inside its computer brain. It won't work on certain televisions made before 1985. Oh, boy. I don't think that's true. While this problem is rumored to be corrected when the second batch of Super NES machines appear, several television broadcasts have already leveled their own firepower at the big end oh, because of the incident. And with I Sega... Gotta, I gotta research this. Do you, know, do you guys know the details about this? No. And with Sega absolutely destroying Nintendo with their hyper-cool comparison ads, you've got to wonder if Nintendo remembered to check the flight list before taking off. Mm. I've never heard of this issue that well, televisions I was thinking it might prior be like a, to they don't, they don't offer like the pack-in coaxial cable attachment to the old fork TVs. Yeah, you might be right. But like, is this that is a, it? This, by the way, this is 25 years old. 20, no, more than that. 20, what year is it now? 26 years old, this magazine is. They were already calling Nintendo the big N. <coughs> yeah. It's oh, like, wow. we can't I thought we it. invented that. We got to retire it. <laughs> yeah. No more. What about the blue bomber? Yeah, yeah that's got to go too. <laughs> no, you never call Nintendo the big N. You never call Mega Man the What about bomber. the pink puffball? That's well, fine. Well, that's, that's fine. Kirby uh, always gets a pass at Game Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> On page 100, they have a two-page two spread of the new Ninja Turtles game for arcades. They okay. call it the second... It's for arcade, for sure? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Their second arcade adventure. Nowhere in these entire two pages do they mention Turtles in Time. They never say those uh, words. It doesn't have the name yet? Yeah. So they, they were previewing this game, and it wasn't called Turtles in Time yet, I yeah. guess? Yeah. I don't remember this one hitting the arcades. It was a little bit late. Yeah. Because the first two were so popular. And they have this whole arcade section in here. On page 102, they previewed Dragon's Lair 2. Now remember, gotta, this is nineteen. Again. <laughs> this is nineteen ninety one. The original Dragon's Lair was what eighty four, eighty two, eighty two. It took them nine years to make the sequel to Dragon's Lair. Did yeah, it. and I remember when this came out in arcades, and it was a dollar. And, and my parents were like, "You can't, you can't have a dollar to play that." Yeah, it's crazy. And then I finally got a dollar to play it, and sure enough, that dollar went really fast. Yeah, yeah. you died, so um, died I right away. A miniature golf course in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was great. Wow, this is really cool. Uh, I. Would like to play that game again. Look, look at the picture of the guy eating dirt. I know it's really, really good. <laughs> uh, on one sixty-eight over here, there's a whole advertising section uh, paid for by Montgomery Ward. 
In these old is magazines, Montgomery Ward around anymore? I don't think Montgomery Ward is. around. When you were a young child and you poured over these magazines, you spent as much or more. Like the ads contributed to the value of the magazine. You looked at them just as much as you did the actual yeah. content. Uh, there's a section dedicated to uh, Super Nintendo, and that's where they review those games. Yeah, they reviewed Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Gave it four nines. What? Wow. Four nines for Super the, Ghouls and the Ghosts. The worst game in the SNES Classic. The difficulty is average. What okay. is <laughs> what is a hard game right. for these people? Yeah. What is Hyperzone? And by then the next way? to it, they review Populous. The difficulty is hard. Okay. Yeah. The that that is populace. true. You think you so? Know, yes. Sam, do you know Hyperzone? No. Tell me that that's not F Zero. Yeah. Hyperzone by Hal America does oh, look interesting. A lot like it's like F-Zero. a knockoff. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Uh, <laughs> On page 172, there's some inconsistency here. So on page 172, they have a two-page spread on Super Ghouls and Ghosts where the difficulty is listed as hard. So they are, Okay. Yeah. But look at this. Look at this text here. You can't even read this, this text. It's red text over an image. Oh, that's great. And you have to strain your eyes to even... You, oh. can't, you can't even make it out. I liked when the internet used to be that way. The internet, GeoCities did look yeah, like that. Exactly. A uh, couple more things to point out. Page 206. Yeah. Where are these pages? Here we go. <laughs> it's an ad for Neo Geo. It shows a hot dog. It says, if you're still playing Sega, NEC, or Nintendo, you're nothing but a weenie. <laughs> if, you're pl- if you're playing the incredibly high-powered Neo Geo system, you're a real hot dog. And this hot dog has condiments in a bun. Yeah, it's like a completed hot dog as yeah. opposed to just like a raw, lame hot dog. Yeah. Like the Neo Geo. We have to go to page four. No, 357, 257. Over 250 pages of Is this the one goodness. with a big paid section? We go in it. That's not. Is, did you say that was the Montgomery Ward one? Yeah, and there's okay. another. Uh, there's an Atari Lynx. Oh, the uh, Lynx one. Yeah. Paid av- advertising section in here too. Yeah. Telling you how great the Atari Lynx is. On page 257 is the complaint department. bad. <laughs> <laughs> cool. The back of the mag. Uh, it's it's from Brian Ray in Springfield, Nebraska. I think it's Springfield. Uh, <laughs> he says we ordered a PC engine and two video games from the Ultimate Game Club, which advertises in your magazine. To date, we have not received any of the items ordered. We sent them a check for four hundred dollars, which they cashed in a week, but have not sent anything. Ooh. We no longer want any of these items. We just want our money back. We have contacted the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. They sent the Game Club three letters, which have been ignored. You folks should not accept any more advertising from this company unless they are willing to do what their ads say. Please, if you can do anything to help us get our $400 back, we'd be very grateful. $400? Yeah. Wow. PC Engine was a Japanese console, not released here. Wait, wait, so what's the game club? Uh, it was like one of these, like, you know, mail-order game businesses that they advertise okay. in the magazine. They somehow And they get two letters here, uh, you know, complain they never received the games that they bought. Yikes. EGM responds, we have received numerous complaints about the Ultimate Game Club, and as of the August issue, we have stopped taking their ads because of their questionable business practices, such as these mentioned in these letters. And it goes on to explain the situation. That's but nice. It's interesting, like, that's... Wow. Yeah, yeah, EGM is on your side. Yeah. They put it in the magazine. Yeah, it's true. There you go. Highlights from the November 1991 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Game That's Channel. all the scoops there were. <laughs> to- <laughs> totally different now. We've come so far. Yeah, it's true. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Philip's first round of Video Game 20 Questions with us. Our suggestion this week comes from Tyler in Orange County, California. This has been listening for five years now and really enjoy listening to you guys mm. every week. Keep up the great work. Let the questioning begin. Does your does your character wear a hat? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Like a type of. From hard yes to hard no. No, not, I, not, not a hard no. 
Uh, said a type of a type of hat. Um, could this game be in this issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly? No. Good question. Though. Oh man! So it's after 1991. <laughs> well, <laughs> specifically November. Can't have a preview in there, so it sounds like it's way after. Did this game? Uh, it has to be yes or no questions, right? Um, yes. Did this game come out on a handheld console? No. I'm gonna narrow down the the hat question, guys. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we're we'll just prepare to lose again. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the stakes are so high that I know we would all be so disappointed if we didn't. Um, <laughs> well, you, the stakes are high because it's Philip's first twenty questions. That's true. Do, are you wearing a Don't kind? Drag of, him through them. Is it like a? Is the headwear that you're wearing? Uh, functional is it for like armor, like military, some sort of a uh, uh, something like that? Yes. Okay. Well, okay, but you said something like that. It's the second hat qualification. It's probably it's probably a space suit. Yeah, could be, or maybe a I won't ask any more hat questions. <laughs> maybe a Viking helmet. I want to clarify that I a did not helmet. say maybe it's not, just sunglasses. I did not say it was for armor. You said it's for armor or military or something like that. And I, I mean, yes, it, yes it, it, if if the the yes is is it function? Because like like there, fashion would be the other option. Okay, yes. function. Yes, got it. Yes. Is there multiplayer? <laughs> no, <gasps> no multiplayer. All right. Oh boy! Oh man! Um, Next five question: Does Cappy count as function or fashion? I don't want to burn a question, but I, I'll try. Um, all right. Are you? Do you play as a human being? Yes. Let's say yes. Mm. Yes. I love let's say yes to the answer to the human being question. <laughs> That's my favorite answer in my favorite game. I'm so happy that just happened. Do you see your character's skin? <laughs> yes. I know that sounds really weird. <laughs> Allow me to clarify. Is this a special quarter four episode of this this game where we forget how to play it and we lose? I I asked about the skin because I assumed incorrectly that Damon said, let's say yes, because your character is probably wearing some kind of suit. I'm still stuck on the spacesuit thing. I assumed you were wearing some kind of outfit or costume. Yeah. Some sort of suit that covered your body. All right. But it turns out that that's not the case. And so now I don't know and why. And we know it's not Parappa the Rapper now because you're a dog. If you can see your character's skin, I don't know why it's not definitive and clear whether you're a human or not. Is this game from after the year 2000? Yes. Let's get a year. You guys know it. You're ready to guess. Yeah. Just go ahead and guess. You know it. Did this game come out before the year 2010? Yes. Oh. <sighs> uh. Is this a Japanese game? No, that's ten. Do we want to? Do we want to guess American made? It probably is. Um, it's also not that helpful. It's only helpful if the answer is no, and then we know. It's I think good. we need to get the console down. Yeah. Uh, so two thousand. Maybe we just go to the genre and, and do our best. Uh, is this like the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 generation? Yes. You. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is this a console exclusive? Uh, Is it only on one console out of those three that he just mentioned? Yes. Okay. So it could be on PC and stuff, but it's only on one of those. Yeah. And it's, okay. That's actually really good. Yeah. What, what if it's Conker's Bad Fur Day, the remake thing? He's not a human. How do you know? You can't see in his costume. He's not, it's not a costume. You have been staying up late. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, now I'm confused. Like, do you think that Conker is a man in a squirrel suit? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's a squirrel in a man suit. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> mm. uh, okay. I mean, was this an Xbox exclusive? Yes. Oh. Chronicles of Riddick. Master Chief. Mr. Chief? Well, that's a different man. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, Mr. Chief. which Master Chief? I mean, there's only one. No, I mean, which Halo game? Well, I don't know that it's Halo. Xbox exclusive. And it's on PC. You have it's a, probably Halo. You have functional headwear. Yeah, it's not He is a human, but if Damon's not deep in Halo lore, you might think that that's... Uh... Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, is this game a sci-fi game? No. Uh. So... <laughs> what does that leave us with? I mean, it's wait. not a spacesuit is what it leaves us with. We did it. We know it's not a spacesuit now. So wait, so an Xbox exclusive. OG, Might be human. OG, OG Xbox exclusive, not made in Japan, although obviously. This is 360. No, it's Xbox. No, Xbox. Uh, goodness gracious, I can't think of that many Xbox exclusives. It's like Crimson Skies. Uh, Psychonaut? No, that was Frenzy. on PS2 also. Blinks. <laughs> yeah, I, the thing is, it's Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, it, Chronicles of Riddick. This is a... Uh, this is a stack of games on Destin's desk right now because he's capturing. Oh, you're right. He's capturing all those games. That's like Jade Empire. And is this a well-received game? Uh, yeah. Well, surprisingly, yes. That's 15. I bet the critics got it. Damon's right. helping us so much right now. You only have so, five left. Well, Jade Empire? There was like Beatdown. That wasn't exclusive. It wasn't. What did it come to? I think it came to... Uh, maybe no, no. It I'm was. just saying if it's only on PC and Xbox. Maybe. I thought that game came to PS2 as well, but maybe it didn't. I don't know, actually. Is this a Bioware game? No. Oh, boy. Did Is this a first-party game? No. Third-party Xbox exclusive. Three questions left. How many of them were there? There weren't that many. All right, Philip. It's your time to shine. I know. <laughs> I want to point out that besides the is are you a human question, Blink's... Blinks the time sweeper matches every single one of these because he's got those goggles, hmm. but he's not. He's some weird cat. Okay. <laughs> like some some sort of varmint of some kind. Did so this, this go ahead. Did this game ever Wait, get oh, his... Let's discuss questions. Okay. We, okay. Only, gonna ask. We, ha- we only have two more questions to ask, and then we have to guess the game. I, I think it's the sequel question. I think it might have got one? sequels or a remake, and that's why Damon hemmed and hawed over the exclusives, not because it also came to PC. I hemmed and hawed over exclusives? You did. No, I didn't. We said, is it a console exclusive? And you went, nah. Yeah, you totally did. Yeah. yeah. I don't consider that hemming and hawing, but okay. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. that is a good one. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. Did this game get a sequel? No. Oh, boy. Well, it's not Project Gotham Racing. It's not first party. So this is the last question then, right? No. I no, think we got one yeah, more. Yes, you're right. Last question, didn't have to guess. Damon hurt his finger. Are there any other, um, are there like RPGs that are not Japanese that are on... On Xbox. Xbox. I mean, it's obviously not an RPG console. The They really made a push into RPGs for the 360 with like Blue Dragon and stuff, but yeah. not so much on the OG Xbox. I'm trying to think about what I played on that big Duke controller. Well, a there's lot, Knights, of the, of Knights of the Old games. Republic. Yeah, we already asked about Bioware. That was what was so smart about our oh, question. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought for sure I'd landed on something with it being KOTOR, but you're right, it can't yeah. be. Are there, any, are there any platformers? This blinks the time cat. Yeah, I mean, it's just the head thing is throwing me, the, the, the hat thing is helpful in throwing me off. 
I think we can safely ignore the two functional. No, because like if you functional have headwear. a functional headwear <laughs> and an Xbox game, it's de- it's not I'm Chronicles worried. of Riddick. Well, we know it's not sci-fi, right? Because I'm, wor- I'm worried that I oh, yeah, I'm worried that I threw you guys off. He's a big bald dude. Hold on, what? Uh, you guys may get off on a technicality. <laughs> I think I told you the wrong generation. Is it a 360 uh, game? You asked if it was an Xbox exclusive. Well, we asked if so, it was PS2, okay. GameCube. It's on both consoles is the problem. Uh, it came to both of them. That's the issue. Maybe yeah. it was released around that time that the Xbox yeah. 360 was coming out. and so It's on both Xbox and Xbox 360. Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. That would be the function. Did that come to both? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that the exact game came to both. Did it? Yes. Well, Ninja, Ninja, Gaiden Gaiden Black Ninja Gaiden Black was yeah. playable Black. only on 360 yes. after it was ported from Xbox. D- but that was also made in Japan, and this is an American-made game. I never not, said it was an American-made game. Well, it's, excuse me, it's not Japanese-made. Yeah, that was pretty clear Japanese-made uh, Perfect Dark was, was a 360 Zero launch game. Zero was a 360 game, yeah. I'm trying to think about, okay, so I'm trying to think about games that were really, really late OG Xbox, uh, like like Call of Duty 3 or whatever it was, mm. was like a 360 launch game. I think like King Kong. King Kong was. We already had that one, though. Like launch era, like really, really early, really late Xbox and early 360. Mm. They, this is like this is like my that's really this, interesting. This is my spot too. This is, this is where take, Justin likes to take, be. Take two more questions before you guess the game, because I feel bad that you guys are well. There's, so there was Psychonauts. Mitchell, can you help us out here? Okay, good, <laughs> great. Can you get it a friend? <laughs> get Ryan McCaffrey. Yeah, good point, man. Ryan will be all over this, all right, wouldn't so he? So two more questions. Well, how are we gonna narrow this down? Should we get the if we can yeah. try to go for a genre? It is an Xbox platform exclusive that came to both Xbox and Xbox 360, but not first party. Not first party. Not made in Japan. Your character does wear <laughs> something on their head. Their head, and it might not be a hat. It could and be I, a helmet, or it could I'm be a. Pretty sure the character is supposed to be human. Pretty sure. And it was reviewed positively, but people don't I like didn't it now. I say it was reviewed positively. You oh. did. I said it was actually received well, which might be a surprise to some yeah. people. Oh, mm. what does that mean? I don't get Well, I, what I meant by received well was reviewed positively, oh, so whatever. Yeah. So it's the opposite of being reviewed. And there were no sequels. No sequels. And I, d- I couldn't tell you what the reviews were for the game, actually. Okay. No. I don't know, man. Should we just ask? Can you, if it's a platform? and we know, and you, help? and we you see your anything. character's skin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that does actually. I mean, I asked that question half as a joke, but that means it's not first person. So it actually couldn't even have been Riddick, although there's mirrors and stuff. I guess if you want to get really weird, it's not Riddick. I know, but I'm just saying it's not a first person game. Uh, and we don't know for sure if it's do you, RPG, right? Do you shoot guns? No. Not shoot guns. And it's not a sci-fi game. Okay. I have an idea. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that came to 360. Maybe it did. What about Oddworld? Yeah, yeah. Did Stranger's Wrath come to 360 and original Xbox? I don't remember. It's not Psychonauts, right? No, because no. that's on PS2. I yeah. thought of that too. Yeah. What is Odd? I don't know anything about Oddworld. Yeah, it could be Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath, maybe. But you shoot guns in that game, where you is shoot something, you shoot a crossbow or something. Oddworld. He's a weird monster man. Yeah. <laughs> Was a human. I don't know, the lore of <laughs> Oddworld. Um, all I remember is that hat. He does wear a hat. Mm-hmm. That's true. You don't, you don't shoot guns. Nope. 
I don't want to burn my last question on this. I'm trying to figure out the main verb by which you interact like with the game. Like, mm-hmm. are you jumping on things or sla- is it a slashy game? Is it a jumpy game? Right. Should we just get if it's a slashy game? Yeah. Is it a slashy game? No. Well, you don't shoot guns or slash. All right. Well, that's it. We lost 20 questions again. I give up. <laughs> if only. Uh, it's a nonviolent game. On Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> Is like it a Fusion Frenzy? I still don't have it. All right. Your well, character wears a crown. Okay. Crown? Is it that game with the minion things? Oh, the Little King story was not on it. No, not that one. Uh, Over- Overlord? That. Overlord. No, it's not Overlord. Overlord's really good. You could only get this game one place. It's Sneak King. Yes. Oh! was licensed yeah, yeah was i almost licensed. did i almost did when you were talking about riddick sneak yeah. king the burger king uh developed game oh boy and the disc played in both xbox and 360 yeah which is well, incredible yeah. that crown completely non-functional it's it identifies them as royalty ornamentation <laughs> that was a good one that was a really good one it makes him more surprising yeah. Uh, it's not for fashion. I'm filing. It is for fashion. No, a, a king wears his crown Ooh, just for fashion. Yeah, Damon, Damon has if a point. If you want a way out, you need to say he wears a, a whole head. It's not a. It's not a face. Yeah, it's a guy That's with why, a giant head mask. But on it, it. it's the Burger King mascot. It's the king. And I thought he was supposed to be like. Well, no, person. but Sam's asking the correct philosophical questions. Are you playing as an actual king? Are you playing as a man wearing a creepy? <laughs> You are you are you an oversized head? Stealth would be the genre. Yeah, yes, it would. And uh, sticking with your Halloween selections too. Yeah, even though yeah, Halloween is. It's not actually sticking with your sneaking. They're sneaking around in the dark. There were two more delicious Burger King. There were two more of those Burger King games. That was the only one that people that stuck. Yeah, that's why I was. I wanted you guys to ask if. The developer was still in business. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> is well, the developer Burger King? I don't know who the developer is. No, they hired Blitz Games to make it. Uh, they're not, and Blitz is not no longer in business. But Bad. the publisher, Burger King, is still in business. <laughs> Burger King Games. Sneak King being good is like a top 10 surprise. I know, that's, <laughs> that's video game mystery. I think people were like legitimately surprised that that yeah. game was actually pretty fun. Yeah. I love that game. It's probably my favorite game. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything I like. Yeah, more. I can't think of. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, can you name the other two Burger King games? And there was a kart racer one. No, I can't name them. I can't either. Yeah. Oh, kart racer. I, have them, I, and I think I think Sneak King of the three was really the only good one. Oh, for sure. We, but people bought them because they're crazy for achievement points. Yeah. Like that's a really cheap way to get whatever. I think IGN gave it a six or seven. I think it's like a seven. Yeah. yeah. I think Hillary Goldstein probably reviewed. I it remember it. Yeah. Back in the day, or maybe Eric Rudvig. Who knows. That old Xbox team. Uh, good suggestion. Did you Tyler. expect us to get that one? I didn't know if you'd get that one or not, but I, multiple people have suggested this one over the years, and I've wanted to use it for a long time. Well, thanks, multiple people. It was finally time <laughs> for it was Sneak King's time. Well, that continues our four week losing <laughs> yeah. streak. I'll take I'll take the blame for this one. Four week streak. Four week streak. If it's an if it's an eighties game and we lose, that's on Sam. Yeah, <laughs> which we have recently. Uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, it was Nightmare. Uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and uh, Dead Island last week. Such shame. Philip, thank you for uh, joining us for your first Game Scoop. How was it? It was. Did you awesome. have a good time? Absolutely. Thank That's you very the much. Most for me. The most important thing is to have fun. I did. We'll turn the cameras off and ask you again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody, uh, if you're playing Mario out there, just like we are, 
I hope you're enjoying yourself. Or if you're playing uh, Wolfenstein or Assassin's Creed or Destiny 2, whatever it yeah. is. Stay safe. So many things to yeah. play. Video games. Yeah, that's true. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Philip. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot. Evil, super powerful robot.